What's up, everybody? This is the Pop Pod, your boy Daddy Goods, and today we have Savannah James on the podcast. How are you? Hi, Daddy Goods. How are you? Oh, I'm magnificent. You know, just hanging out on this beautiful. I don't even know what today is. What is today? <laughs> it's Wednesday. Right? Wednesday. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. I really be forgetting the days lately. Yeah, they're all, they're actually, I think summer, this, they all like mush together to one. I think you're right about that. Oh, snap. Didn't summer officially start like yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday was the longest day of the year. No way. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? I think just because of, like it's summer solstice, solstice. so sun is solstice. up the longest. Ah, that's right. Summer solstice. I don't know why, but like as you were thinking that in my head, I'm like summer solstice. And then I'm like, wait, there's no way it could be summer solstice. What is even summer solstice? You know what I'm saying? It's like the most random thing ever. But shout out to that, man. You seem like a real summer type of gal. I mean, I, I went browsing through your IG and I'm like, wow, you got like all kinds of like bikini photos and whatnot. Well, I was living in Mexico for two months. So, yeah, I definitely am grounded by the sun. So I st- I initially was supposed to be in Mexico for like five days and then I just stayed. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's like everybody's dream when they're on vacation they're like i love it so much here i'm just gonna stay yeah exactly i was so many people were because that was when i had just launched my foot model career for life wow. and everyone was like where, where are you and i was at the time i'm like i don't know if i want to say where where i'm at i don't know how comfortable like i'm new to this i wasn't really saying but i just looked like i was in paradise all the time sunsets were beautiful well that makes a lot of sense and as i was making the thumbnail art for this episode like immediately just off of looking at your gram i was like oh we gotta like take it to the to the sunset we gotta have some kind of sunset like palm trees and what have you because that was totally the vibe but that's just what it is when you're in a place like mexico at the beach it's just an absolute vibe yeah exactly and i mean i live in california too so i kind of get that same vibe here but just I mean, it's not quite as, maybe not quite as cheap. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it. I used to live in San Diego and man, like, tell me you've done this before. If you are anywhere along the coast, like, have you ever just drove along the beach or just at night in the summer and just got like the, the sound of the beach, like to the side of you or something along those lines? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I surf. So I think my favorite thing to do is to do those sunset surfs. So you like go out at, I mean, right now it'd be, it's kind of nice because you can go out really late, but you go out like an hour before sunset and then you get to watch the sunset from the ocean and there's, there's really nothing like it. Dude, how crazy is it that you surf, man? Shout out to that. Let's, we got to give a, a round of applause for that one right there. That's, that's crazy. Is this something that like the fans that you are gaining right now know about you? Um. 
if they follow my stories, they probably would have seen, like, have seen that. And, but I, and I just actually added it to my bio recently because I didn't, I don't know if people know that about me, that that's something I do. I noticed it in my feet. I actually, so as I had just started my, like, foot model career, I got a sea urchin spine in my foot and I didn't realize what it was. And I, and so I had this like gross thing on my foot and I'm like, I had a friend at the time, I'm like, can you try to get this out? And they're, they're like, I think it's just dirt. Just leave it. Like it, like, and I'm like, it really fucking hurts though. Like my foot really hurts. And now I'm like taking photos of my feet and I'm trying to like hide it. So it was like on the side of my foot come two months later, like this was literally a couple weeks ago and I still had this black dot on my foot and it was like in there. And if you probably, if anyone who's on the podcast probably looks back at old, like older photos, you might be able to catch it in certain photos. I'm not sure if like in my stories. So I became a little bit OCD about it. So I started like digging into it with a knife into my foot. And then I took tweezers and I pulled this thing out and it was like, I kid you not like this long. And it was thick. (laughs) That sounds horrific. And I sent it to, and I had this like little hole in my foot for like a couple days and then it just closed out. I sent it to my friend and I was like, fuck you. You didn't find this thing. How did you not find this giant thing in my foot? (laughs) It's like a giant spike just lodged in your foot, living there forever. (laughs) Like, what? That sounds like the most painful thing ever. Up when I'm surfing because certain like if I'm surfing around like a reef break you'll get like reef cuts or little scrapes and then I'll, and then I'll, now I'm, I'm I've become like a little bit obsessive over my feet and I'll like go home and I'm like oh no like I my money I feel you on that wow that's that's crazy man that reminds me of like Steve Irwin or something like that like just being in your natural habitat and then some wild shit just happens out of nowhere like a sea urchin just releases its spine into your foot is there n- any kind of poison involved with that i hope not <laughs> i mean it was just luckily it was just one spine but i like i've had friends who've stepped like fully on a sea urchin and then it's like their foot you can see it's like a bunch of little black dots and you can if you put your foot just in water for like two hours like you just soak your foot in water for two hours some of them will come out um but luckily i haven't had that happen to me the fact that you had it in there for multiple two days two months oh my and goodness. i was like why is this thing not going away like if this is just dirt like my body like if it's just like a splinter my body would have like absorbed it by now why is there still this little just like dot mm. That is absolute madness. Just in your foot for two months. I remember one time I stepped on a on a tack, and I don't even think the tack is as long as what you're describing right now. But you know, tacks like the about, the about the same. I would say like maybe a little bit longer. Actually, I don't know. I have a picture of it. I can send it to you because I took a photo of it to send to my friend. I was like, "Fuck you." I feel like that was one of the most painful things ever because it lodged all the way into my foot. And I don't know if it's the fact that I knew I stepped on a tack that it caused it to be more painful because I was thinking about it. Right. I don't know if it was that or or if it was just like truly that painful or the spot on the foot. But like what you're describing right now, you having it for two months it's making me think like, wow, like the fact that you were able to like just have it in there for that long, even though it was likely very painful, like man, that shows that I shows the power of our minds. That part of my foot, I was like, why is it this like this is shouldn't be hurting this much if it's just a splinter. Right, right. Man, it's crazy, man. That does show the power of our minds, though, because like you not knowing that was lodged in your foot for that long, it made you just kind of move on with it. Yeah, it's it's honestly probably likely. Like if I had known it was a sea urchin spike and like couldn't get it out, I probably would have been focusing on it so much more, and it would have come off as more painful. Yeah, right. No doubt about it. Well, that's uh, that's some crazy stuff. That's like one of the fears, I guess, now that I have of going to the ocean uh, alongside sharks. Like, how often do you think of sharks when you're out there surfing? So I hardly think of them. And this actually could have been, this was like the same week as the 
freaking sea urchins fine. So I was actually, I was in Mexico with a guy and that's the guy, like the friend that I was trying to have take out this bike. Um, but we're out there surfing and we're on the East Cape, which is like kind of in the middle of nowhere. And there's like, we're the only ones surfing around there. And I don't really think sharks that often in Mexico, there's hardly any shark attacks, like more in like NorCal will be shark attacks. Um, but he, he was on a paddleboard and I was on my surfboard and he like points to this thing that's not very far. And he was like, heads up, don't freak out. That's a reef shark. Oh my just God. And then he went and took a wave and just like left me out on the water. <laughs> and this thing was really close to me. Like I'm trying, like it was probably like, I don't like it was like swimming around me and it was big. It was like definitely over six feet long. And then I was talking no. to my friend recently and I was like telling them this story and he's older and he's been a surfer for years. And he was like, the rule of thumb is like, even if it's a reef shark, if it's over six feet, it can still bite you. Like it can still hurt you because it just thinks you're food. And I was like, well, thank God I didn't know about that because this thing was like fucking large and it had like, I could see the full body and it's like, I'm just like, do I put my feet? Cause my feet are like dangling. I'm like, do I put my feet on the board? Like, I'm just trying to be like calm and cool and like not freak out for this guy that just like surfed off and like him come back and maybe like crying because of this shark. That dude is fearless, man. Well, no, he went and surfed off and he's left me there. I'm like, fuck you. You're like, for real, man? You're going to do me like that? Yeah, I was like, you couldn't just stay? Like, he was literally like, don't freak out, bye. He's like, don't freak out. It's a reef shark. In the back of his mind, he's like, it's a great white, but we won't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, man. That's when he sees a bear and his friend's like, why are you taking your shoes off? And he's like, I only need to outrun you. I don't need to outrun the bear. (laughs) He's like, oh, don't mind me tripping you right quick. (laughs) Uh, He'll get distracted with you, you know, as I run off, man. Well, that's funny right there. And then, and then you just decided to stay for like over a month. Yeah. Um, Like, what was like the, like the initial decision on that? Like, I mean, I know that you felt like you were in paradise and everything, but was it just one of those things you're like, I can't get enough of this place. I need to stay longer. Pretty well. I mean, I was studying remotely so i had the flexibility to do so and then on i was in a separate part of mexico and on my last night i met a guy and then he he had a house in cabo and i was like he invited me to come to cabo with him i'm like fuck it why not 2022 has been my year of just saying fuck it like i'll if it's something that empowers me and goes along with my goals and isn't causing me harm or mental distress like I'm just gonna say yes to it like kind of like if it's a fuck yes it's a fuck yes so I Mm -hmm. went and we had a great time for that month I extra month that I stayed in Mexico no longer in the picture peace he sucks but (laughs) (laughs) I got to stay in Mexico for an extra month with him so I'll, I'll thank him for that Hey, shout out to that. And I mean, honestly, you saying that you just want to live like, you know, what? Well, fuck it, just go with the flow. I mean, that's really, truly a, a motto to live by right there. That's really yellow right there. Yeah. And that's that's how I've been trying to live this year. And I think what was funny is I, I like, as I had said, I had just started off my foot journey. So I was high. We were like seeing me and this guy were seeing each other and I was sneaking off to take these photos in different parts of his place so like all those photos of me in my bikini from like early are literally me in his place and he would be he was older so he'd be like on a work meeting and i'd be like i'm just gonna go tan on the roof for a bit and i would go and i was like taking all these photos of me and i was like i really hope he doesn't walk up to the roof or like try to hang out with me or anytime he left the place i'd be like (laughs) i'd be like taking skype calls or like doing calls Oh my goodness. Tell me this though. Was the place super fire? Like it was yeah, like a it was, super nice. it was so nice. <laughs> man, shout out to the villa owners in Cabo, man. I've been to a villa in Cabo before, and man, it was magical. So, like, like everything you're describing to me right now, I feel like I might have been to a similar place um yeah. out there in Cabo. And it's like truly like the ocean view and all that stuff, probably, huh? Yeah, no, exactly. Ocean view. It had a pool on the roof. I mean, 
literally like you can go back to those old photos like that's that like from two months ago those photos are like from this villa <laughs> it just looked like I was like living in this villa life and I remember even people being like oh you must be rich and I was like in the back of my head I'm like no I'm just like <laughs> taking sneaky photos from this guy's villa. <laughs> Hey man, you did what you had to do though, and I bet you like those are like some of the most fire photos of all time. Yeah, no, I got great content. Did you fall in love out there, Savannah? I definitely did for a moment, but I think that's it's kind of that like summer camp love that when you then got back to California, it was totally different and did not work. Right, <laughs> you're a hopeless romantic. I could tell. I'm really. I feel. I'm, I feel like I'm more of pra- pragmatic. Like, I don't fall quickly or, like, with many people, but in this case, I did. But also, like, Villa and Cabo, it's like, what right. that had to do with my emotional being at that time? Right. No, I, I feel you on that, man. I mean, you, you can't really pass that up, though. I feel like any person with a sane mind or even with a, a not sane mind would have did the same exact thing. I mean, you almost kind of got to because it's like, man, like you, you got to just live it up, man. We, we live in a day and age where so many people are tied into really just like not doing what they truly want to do. People are stuck in nine to fives, you know, not really enjoying their life, you know, going to work, um, having a pound coffee every day, just out of like out of crazy mind depressed you know it's just it's really just like a shithole of a life if you let it be but if you don't let it be it could be fucking paradise you're in Cabo you know and just doing what you have to do like going with the flow and I mean that's what it came down to for you when you saw the opportunity you grabbed it I mean I feel like it's normal to be an opportunist yeah well I think now too what's exciting about like when I'm out of school is there so many remote jobs that will allow me to do that anyways and live my life like that going forward for the rest of my life. And I, I think that everyone, if they're capable of it, I mean, of course there's people have jobs that require them to be in an office or like at a a site. However, if you can work remotely and do your job from anywhere, like do that. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And a lot of companies over the pandemic felt like their employees working remotely. It caused way more like progress with the companies and what have you. So it's actually surprising that was better. Right. Right. They were able to be at home, you know, see their kids more often, things like that. So a lot more productivity. But it blows my mind that they ever like any company would want people to come back to work when they saw the increase in everything with them being home. So no, definitely. Totally. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Well, so Savannah James, um, let's get into a foot commercial and then we will come back. Are you familiar with the foot commercial? I'm not. Okay. So the foot commercial, I'm just going to enlarge the screen on you, play some music and I'll be right back. All right. All right. Shout out to the viewers right now. We got Savannah James on. Shout out to her. I got her IG, her Twitter on the screen. It's the Savannah James. T-H-E-S-A-V-A-N-N-A-J-A-M-E-S for both IG and Twitter. And I believe if she had any other links to anywhere else, they would be within those two social media handles right there. Thank you, everybody, for being here on the Poff Pod. Plenty of feet pod. Shooting to be number one on the net. You already know. We're on Spotify with the video, YouTube with the video, audio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those places. If you're here live right now, drop some fire emojis. Oh, man, we got, we got a lot of live comments, actually. Shout out to the live people right now. I'm going to go ahead and do some, some shout outs on the next Footmercial. So if you're here live, be sure to drop some emoji fire ASAP. All right, so. I got some some hot topic questions for Savannah James today. Are you ready for these 
hot topic questions. All right. Great. All right. Would Savannah James ever date a fan? Oh. I don't know. That's a that, that that's a hot take. It can be. It can be a tricky one, I feel like dating a fan of any sort, like whatever form of art that you do, because it's like you do the art, you take the the pictures, the the content, or whatever it is you do, you can make music or whatever, and like you almost like you need everybody to play their role. And if you have a fan of your craft, it's almost like, man, I don't want to like mess that up. It's almost like having a really good friend, and then you guys date, and now you guys aren't good friends anymore, type of thing. Yeah, and I kind of silo my life and my foot model life, so I feel like I I haven't let them like I don't my friends don't even really know that I, there's only like two people in my life two or three people in my life that even know I do this so right. for to date like a fan it's just like it would be like those two silos just coming together and exploding <laughs> right right do you feel like there can ever be a point where those two silos would most definitely uh collide with one another so I'm actually and I Maybe some of my fans who follow me on Instagram have noticed I've been trying to post a lot more content that isn't just foot focused. And this is for like, there's two parts to that. One is Instagram's opinions on foot models that push foot models off of Instagram. And I've had like, now I have, I'm part of the foot model community and there's so many girls that have their Instagrams deleted just because the content that they're posting is totally like safe for work content but it is them holding up their foot or it's just them and their feet and instagram like takes it off so i've been changing my content so that it's more universal but then like having sneaky little feet parts in there right so i think that when i get to a point that my content is like a mixture between actual like art and stuff that I want to be posting that's not just feed and then also a little bit of foot. I think I'm going to like start to combine those lives a little bit. Like I might let my friends know, Hey, I have this Instagram. Um, I've been working on this for a while and then maybe I would date a fan. <laughs> right. Right. I see what you're saying now. I mean, I feel like that's the correct way to go about things. Like that's just marketing at the end of the day. And you can eventually start separating what people initially knew you from or know you from in general and like start, you know, inviting them into your life more or showing them the other talents that you may have or start showing them surfboarding a little bit more and things of that nature. And then you could just kind of merge all of your different audiences in together. And I feel like that should always be the goal in any kind of genre of art form, because like if you just plateau doing one thing all along, then you know, what is life even at that point? Like we should always be progressing. It's like when you see a a famous music artist and then they get into um, acting or some sort, they felt like they had to move on to the next thing. I mean, it's almost the same kind of analogy. Like I tell people all the time that like this podcast, yeah, this very feet based right now and what have you, but am I always going to be, you know, podcasting about or with the same theme on every single podcast probably not like it it'll probably eventually evolve into something that i may not even know right now yeah no totally and also like with your podcast and your following and then with my following you know i've only been at it for i think two or three months now but those are all assets like you're i have now an instagram that has over ten thousand person following and hopefully in a couple months it'll be larger and like maybe in a year it'll be like a hundred thousand and that's a big asset to have and then to just potentially lose from instagram deleting your account so to have that asset and then maybe in a year i don't want to be at a foot model or i want to do something different but i do have this asset in my hand that i can in a brand so I'm trying to like move it towards being more of my brand now. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. No, that's that's smart. And I mean, first of all, Savannah James, the two the two names, two first names right there. I mean, that's easy to remember. That's like one of the the oldest tricks in the book for as far as like branding goes. Two first names, like uh, Ricky like Valens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. 
I got a I got a question though. Uh, backtracking on all the Mexico stuff real quick. Did you learn any Spanish while you were out there? I did a little bit. So I I'm from Canada, and we do not learn Spanish in Canada. We learn French. So mm-hmm. and I'm from like I'm from the eastern part of Canada, really close to Quebec, where it's totally French speaking. And I I grew up like taking school, like being in French school. So there is some crossover with French and Spanish. But like I even have like down there like a little pocket um, dictionary for Spanish. But I did pick up enough that I could I could speak surf Spanish and I could speak like bar Spanish and ordering Spanish and stuff like that. But I do want to because I think eventually I want to buy some land like in, in probably right? kind of my plan is like in the next five years to buy some land in one of those areas of like Baja that hasn't been as developed yet and. Right. I will, I want to be able to speak fluent Spanish. Do you, do you um, have like aspirations of being a, a, a real estate connoisseur? Not really. I mean, I, I'm a design student, so mm. like, like user interface, user experience is kind of what I want to get into. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, like if you have savings, I think that a good bet is to put it into real estate or to at least put it into land. And, you can get such cheap land in Mexico and like funny little areas that you can tell because I spent two months there. Like I could, I literally would go into an area like in Baja, like an hour, two hours away from Cabo and be like, this place is going to blow up. And like, you look at the land price and I'm living in California. Anything looks cheap. (laughs) Right. Um, And I will likely never, unless I marry rich, like buy in California. Dude, I mean, that's so true. I I lived in California all of my life up until, you know, not too long ago. I moved to Las Vegas and I mean, even Las Vegas is getting up there too now. But like, you know, like being from California, knowing what it was like out there. I mean, I I knew to myself that I'll probably never own here unless like I just, you know, fell into some money or something along the lines. And even then, like you damn near got to spend it all just to get a house out there. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, rent is even fucking nuts. Yeah, man. The average rent being like probably, I don't know, $2,000 and probably not even in the best of area, whatever city that a person may be in. That's absolutely nuts. I I mean, it's like it's like you damn near got to have another person to be able to do. Like yeah, living. which so I've been asked. I actually like I got called out once from someone about this apartment because I'll like post a lot of stuff in this apartment. People are like, "It's a nice apartment." So like I used to live here with a partner, and the only reason we like I was able to afford this apartment at the time was because I was sharing it with someone, and then we weren't together anymore. And I was like, "Fuck! I literally cannot afford this apartment alone on my like student." like disbursements every month in my student line of credit. And it literally like, that's what I'm saying. Like this is 2022 is my fucking year because like dropped in my hand was this opportunity to do this foot modeling thing. And it has like afforded me the ability to have this apartment and to stay in this apartment. What would you say starting foot modeling has taught you about yourself? Mm. That's a good question. I think just that I'm open to more things than I thought I would be. And also that I'm capable of being sneakier than I thought I could be. (laughs) Because I actually, I hate lying. And I, so I try, I I don't lie, but I've had friends like, or like had conversations with people and they'll bring up OnlyFans and I'll just be like, "Mm, yeah. (laughs) You're like, yeah, those people are crazy. Like, how could they? I'll not say anything. I'll be like, no, I think it's a great platform. Right. (laughs) And then what would would their response be? I mean, they'll just, like, change stuff. But, like, no one, if if you actually, like, if you knew me in my real life, like, none of my friends would ever envision that this is something I do. You know what's wild? I bet you some of those people that, you feel like whenever like envision this being something that you would do like i wonder if some of them do the same exact shit oh oh uh, i mean probably 100 percent. just given my age 
like I'm 21 and I know that one of my friends was mentioning recently that his mom is a high school student and like the when asked what the students wanted to be it was like a ninth grade high school class when like in the next five years or whatever like only fans was what so many girls and women I guess I should say um were responding because it is such a platform such an ability to make money however I am definitely a proponent of education or getting into like a post-secondary education or at least like having another avenue because you're not you might not want to do that forever like what we were literally talking about like you might want to do something different or you might grow old and then like sure yes some people are into older foot models like that's definitely a place but you'll lose your following for the people who are into 21 year old foot models contrary to some people's beliefs the people that are aspiring to do these things they're actually aspiring to start their own businesses and create their own revenue and income so i understand that at that time frame a lot of people are um being influenced to to go to college pursue a degree and do all the things that their parents and their grandparents think are right but at the end of the day like aspiring to work for a company that's fucking nuts and all of us were conditioned to think that was the way but the real true way these days i don't care what anybody says like i like everybody and their mom could tell me that i'm wrong but the only way and you you probably feel the same exact way like if you don't feel free to you know disagree or to agree to disagree but the only way to really make it now is to have your own business your own business or at least like your own brand Definitely. And I think that those two things are kind of synonymous. Yes. And I think, I think like with OnlyFans and with getting into like Instagram models or TikTok, TikTokers and stuff, like you're growing a brand. And I have so many friends that are Instagram influencers that then they now have their own bikini line or they have their own clothing line. And, but they started it off with a brand. Yeah. And that's fire right there. That's, that's where it's at. Like, Seriously. And the only difference with some of those um, those projects, like, say, if you start a clothing line or whatever it is that a person might might start the it might be a little harder getting it off the ground, being that like you got to market it to a certain demographic. And a lot of times, oftentimes, more than not, like people aren't always like sure how to market certain items or how to get it in front of people. Um, Like you, now you take that, the idea of that, like uh, a bathing suit line or what have you, which is really dope to have, but like, how would you market that? Like you'd probably have to get that swimsuit on some, some influencers on Instagram, you know, like Anna cherry or, you know, one of those, ladies who have like millions of followers on the IG or something, you get the swimsuit on them. And then and now you're like, they got a whole bunch of women following them. So now you can market it towards them. Now you take that and then you take like a, a, a foot model, right? Like there's already a, a demographic there of people who are searching for that. And there's more of them than there is feet models. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of times IG deletes these models is because they have the the software that could read when there's transactions being made, like within the DMs, or if there's a whole bunch of people who have links that are getting clicked on, like like OnlyFans links, for instance, they know that they're leaving their platform to go spend money somewhere else. And I yeah. think that's the that's their biggest issue is that people are finding ways to spend money elsewhere for something that they have no idea or way to monetize. But they can monetize swimsuit apparel and other type of uh, things that they're selling because they can put them right there in their Instagram shop or what have you. And Instagram can take their cut. It's kind of a racket when you think about it. Yeah, because it's not what Instagram was initially intended for. But now it's just like, I mean, Instagram tried pushing their like Instagram shop. And they do obviously like have so many promoted ads. But no one's getting promoted or like privately like or targeted ads for socks who's a foot model like i don't i don't look at my instagram that's not like here are these great socks here are these great like 
foot scrubbers, <laughs> like something like that. But if I go to my, like, if I would be on my private Instagram, I get targeted for like bikinis because I'm a girl and I'm looking, I follow like bikini models. Right, right. It knows exactly who to push in your direction. And and for my IG, my personal IG, I get a whole bunch of uh, like bodybuilders and stuff like that because I'm like really interested in trying to get my body right right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So and it's just all. That's ad revenue for Instagram. I'm going to be yeah. saying like Instagram's going to like somehow, like, I mean, luckily Facebook doesn't own youtube so but no right we'd be like they're like go ahead, turn that one off right now <laughs> I, I check my instagram as i get off this it's like deleted i'm like fuck <laughs> <laughs> don't say that don't say that man i i mean i've been worrying a little bit about that too lately i mean i i felt like you know everything has been solid and you know easy going right now but I mean, you know, at, at any moment, knowing that they could pull the rug from under whatever platform you got, I mean, it's really nerve wracking. So I think that people kind of starting their own like websites and things of that sort, that shit is important. That shit yeah, is really that's important. I, like initially when I started, I like I tried to push as many people to Twitter. And like, if you're watching this, like, please follow my Twitter because I, I'm now that I'm moving my content from Instagram to like being a little bit less foot focused. My Twitter content is still going to be very foot focused, very fandom focused, um, because Twitter doesn't kick you off. Right, right. I, they they do like put censors on um, like pictures and stuff. Now, have they started doing that to you yet? No, but I mean, I mean, I would say that most like so. I kind of have it tiered. So it's like Instagram is like very like I try to keep it very. I mean, I have bikini photos and stuff, but, like, like, it's pretty PG. And then Twitter, it'll be, like, maybe, like, PG-13. And then you go to my OnlyFans, like, that's where you're getting the more. And I, I now that I, it's really hard to grow your, your OnlyFans. Like, I'm now getting, like, follow, a little bit more following on there. Like, I think I only have 100 followers on OnlyFans, but then I have, like, 10,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. Um, but as my OnlyFans grows, like, I'll be posting more explicit foot content like more just foot or like the stuff that like like jay like joys and like i don't know like all that's good shit that like people want to see but i'm not going to put that on my instagram because i don't want to get kicked off and i probably won't put that on my twitter unless it's like a little bit of a snapshot of it on my twitter but i'll put on my twitter like a, a just a foot picture or like a little bit of a sexier foot picture and then there's also Reddit and whatnot. Right. So as far as your OF goes right now, like if you were to tell somebody what kind of content you have on there right now, how would you describe it? Um, so I would say it's like a little bit more risque content than what they would have seen on my Instagram. And then I also will like push out videos. So like I'll make a video and I'll push it out to all my followers, um, like a paid content video and I'm more I probably am more responsive to people on OnlyFans and Twitter than I am on Instagram I mean I don't respond to DMs on Instagram I do have a separate and I don't know if you saw this but I have a separate Instagram page for custom requests that like shit if that gets deleted like that's fine and that's I've been getting a ton of custom requests on there to the point that it's almost overwhelming like I can't check them every day. Like I'll I'll look and it'll be like like if I was to look right now on my like Savannah orders Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, and can you spell that one out to, uh, for the people so they know? Yeah, for sure. So it's S A V A N N A O R D E R S. So Savannah orders, and there you'll actually be able to like DM me, and I'll I check those DMs. But when I first made this I wasn't anticipating that I was going to get like a thousand times more commentary on here and it's only for requesting customs like don't hit me up on here and say hey like I want to talk please like it's there's a purpose for it um for ordering custom requests but like I'll have like I like an unlimited amount of requests on here that I can't even keep up with it all so like Twitter and OnlyFans I now, sometimes when I get overwhelmed, I'm like, I'm just going to check my Twitter and OnlyFans today. 
Like I'm not right. going to have Savannah orders because when I release that and now that I have like a larger fault, like I, I had, I think like two weeks ago, 6,000, maybe 5,000 followers. And then like, with, like I, there was just like a two week period that like my stuff just must've gotten shared and I must've been getting on people's homepages because like it doubled so quickly. And I was like waking up wow. every morning with like a thousand new followers and then wow. now I'm like, Oh shit. Like I probably shouldn't have this Savannah orders page because like, I just can't even keep up with all these people who don't want to bother to go to Twitter to hit me up or to bother to subscribe to my only fans where you're actually going to be able to get videos and request customer requests or ask requests like Skype calls with me and whatnot. Well, you, you definitely communicate with your fans because that's how you ended up on this podcast right now is uh, shout out to Chris, by the way, uh, he's in the comments. He, I believe, recommended this podcast to you and you did a story on IG like, hey, what's up? How do I find this podcast? And I was like, oh, shit, that's what's up. Yeah, well, so I every once in a while, like when I'm just bored and this was I was actually driving from SoCal to NorCal and I mean, this is probably dangerous, but if you've probably done that, you said you lived in California, you've probably done that ride, like driving on the five and it's just like the most mind numbing drive. So I had, like, I have like basically like an Uber driver's like thing up here. And I just was like, Hey, I'm going to do a live of me driving. I'll be, I'll check like the comments and respond at if I'm able, like while I'm able to safely. So I don't, or if I'll just like be bored, I'll sometimes do a live on Instagram and people ask me questions and I'll respond to questions. And someone in the comments on this live was like, Hey, you should go on, like, you should check out plenty of the podcast. And I I had no idea. I I didn't, I was not aware of it at the time. I'm like, Oh, what's that? And then we, I got off the drive. Like I didn't write it down because I'm driving. And then when I finished my drive, I posted on my Instagram. was like, as a question, like, someone mentioned this podcast. Can you like tell me what it was? And then that's how we got hooked up, which I mean, that's Savannah James right now. What I'm gathering from you is that when you like, you do things at the moment, at the spur of the moment, because it's like on your mind right then and there, but you act on it. Just like when you were in Mexico and you were like, I'm going to go ahead and stay for a little bit. And it was probably an opportunity that you learned a lot from you ended up doing foot modeling. You got this stuff going now. Um, you, you know, you you were told about a podcast. You were like, hey, let me go on my story and just, you know, put it out there. I mean, at the end of the day, that's like, that's how you like get anywhere in life. Just like noticing when there's some networking experience, not being scared to see, you know, what's up with that. Like, dude, like that's, that's the way to move right there. So like the way you're living in 2022, that's the way you know, I aspire to live and others should definitely aspire to live that way too. So shout out to that. That's big right there though. Seriously. I like, you know, like not even like trying to like gas you up or something like that. Like that's seriously, that's the way people like get places in life is that they, they see opportunities and, and, and jump on it. And who knows what opportunity may come from this podcast, you know, or, you know how how viral this podcast ends up going like we this is these are questions that we don't know you know what i mean this this could be the biggest one on the pop pie you know that's something that i don't know that we don't know but something that's dope that i think that people should know as well is like like spreading the news on your favorite podcast on your favorite model or anything like that like that stuff is vital so like you doing that that's like organic growth so shout out to the viewers too because you like recommending people to the podcast like that's huge and when you like support and show the kind of support to your favorite creators that's how those shows become you know bigger and just all around and they can grow and they can continue to provide the the fire content because all this stuff is work you know like savannah taking her pictures and doing her videos like i mean that that could probably keep you busy all day long if you let it it's so much work i think that initially i when my so how i got started is i had a friend that he manages OnlyFans models um like not foot models and he was just telling me he's like there's a ton of money and there's a ton of following within feet like you don't have to strip down like feet and fandom he's like i might even just start managing feet and fandom people and i was like oh sweet and then i Literally within like that, and this is, I met this guy, like this guy is now one of my best friends. 
and I met him in Mexico. And then a couple weeks later, one of my friends in Mexico was like, oh, I do foot modeling. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to have to do this now. <laughs> it's Now it's two people, like I'll, like I'll start it. But, and I kind of thought, I was like, oh, okay, so I'll just start, I'll just post a few photos of my feet and then I'll have this huge following and all these followers on OnlyFans and like that is so wrong. Like I, I, know, I know certain, there's certain girls and they'll say like within their first month that they had, they got like 10,000 followers on Instagram and they got really, they'll get lucky, but it does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of time to take that content. I'm really specific with my content. Um, like I want to make, I want to make my stuff. Like, I mean, I'm in design school. So like, I, I want to have my stuff have a certain aesthetic to it. And even when I was just taking photos of that were more like foot based, like, Oh, here's me with my foot. Um, right. It's still like, I tried to make it aesthetic, like I, I what and whatnot. Um, but it takes a lot of time. And as I think a lot of girls like our students or they have full-time jobs and they're doing this as well. So definitely support your favorite foot models and, be pushing to have like pushing your friends to go follow them because we definitely we want to make it transactional in the end and we want to kind of support everyone absolutely yeah and i and i couldn't agree with everything savannah just said more let's do a foot marshal and then we'll come back and i got some more hot questions for you hot take questions awesome. shout out to everybody here watching this live right now we are 46 in everybody so shout out for keeping the viewership up throughout the duration of the podcast um man savannah james is here right now got her ig and twitter on the screen once again so make sure you follow that and we've been talking a lot about her of um man dude you guys know what to do you got to go to those social platforms if you want to find those i would have it in the description of this podcast but you know how youtube uh yeah anyways um yeah so uh make sure you holler at those too man because it's sounding like it's only going to get bigger and better over there on that side of things once again i want to thank the viewers smash the like button if you have not smashed the like button yet and subscribe too if you have not yet everything plays its role in the growth of this podcast and it's huge honestly when you guys do those things right there so shout out to that shout out to the tattoo on the toe too i've never seen that hey Yeah, I've never seen a tattoo on a toe. That that was probably like one of the most tingling experiences of your life. Yeah, that was like if you if I'll try to like get closer so people can actually see it, but it's like all the way in my nail bed, pretty much oh like here. And it was a stick and poke tattoo, so it it definitely hurt a good amount. But I have a number of tattoos, and the feeling of the tattoos don't bug me that much. Um, right. Yeah. So you were. Able- get over that pain i don't know man i don't think i don't think pain exists in your world <laughs> yeah i mean if we're learning anything especially when it comes to my feet um i'll get like a sea urchin in there and be t- totally fine so i guess stick and poke tattoos on top of my toes was one of your uh, fans would have bought that sea urchin spine not no one mentioned anything like maybe they just thought it was a piece of dirt <laughs> but if you like pulled it out like man that would have been I was considering like posting that and I was like, I don't know if people will be into this. Cause like, I just have, like, I have a photo of like it beside this like giant hole. In my foot. It would have like your DNA on it though. So it'd be kind of, kind of crazy. Oh, well, like, if someone, I mean, if someone wants to buy the CEO, oh, I, I think I threw it out. <laughs> I shouldn't have <laughs> it out. I could have sold that for like a thousand dollars. Man, I don't know. You gotta be careful though. You, you sell, have you ever seen Black Mirror on Netflix? Yeah. You remember that episode where there was a guy taking people's DNA off of like napkins, random work office items, and he would take the DNA and download that person into a video game so that he can have them in a video game that he created where he is like the boss and the ruler in the video game. And he would make everybody in that was from his real life who were his real superiors, you know, you know, his like little bitches basically in the video game. 
So controlling them. I mean, I sell my socks, so that definitely has my DNA on it. Oh, true, true. I've seen some women like to like shave like you know the skin off of their feet or whatever. I got, asked, I got asked for that once, and I actually didn't know what it was. Like initially, like they were like, "Can I buy your feet feet dust?" I think it's called mm-hmm. dust or something like that. And I was, I was like, I don't know what that means. And then now I know what that means, and I probably Did would. I mean, I would if I would sell any like if someone wants my bit stuff that is in my callus remover, then all the power to them. <laughs> it seems like you really like like the idea of people being so into that part of you. Yeah, I mean, it's flattering. It definitely is flattering. I it's funny because recent like as I've gotten like into my like later teens and twenties, my feet have become more pretty. But when I was younger I was like I played just a ton of like I ran and I'm still a runner and I played soccer and everyone would be like you have the ugliest feet so now I'm like fuck you I'm making money off my feet (laughs) (laughs) real talk though man damn so they would clown on your feet a hundred percent like but I mean I I don't blame them like my feet were super callous for some reason they were like really swollen I think just because I was on them all the time, like I played, I played at a really high level of soccer. So my feet would like swell all the time. And like now, like I'm even just looking at the tops of my feet. Like I can see all the bones in my feet, which definitely was not something that I could say like five years ago. And uh, are you tall? Yeah, I'm five nine. Yeah, that's, that's a good height. That's a good height. Yeah. Five nine, nine, size nine feet. So I feel like it's pretty, that's pretty like proportionate. No, it's definitely proportionate. And, and honestly, like in this community, like, like the taller, the, the, the bigger, and, and like the, the bigger size foot is like, it's really popular in this community. So like, yeah, it's like even deeper. Have you, have you, have you dabbled in the giantess work at all? Yeah. I've done a few customs or like um, sent a few photos to some of the bigger, like giantess Instagram accounts. Um, and I mean, I've got big, big old souls. So I got. I'm gonna. So next week, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a couple male creators within the community on the podcast. It's gonna be the first time I have any males on the podcast. But these gentlemen, they put in a lot of work, like, and they do like really good stuff. There's a guy named Nike MD, and he does graphics for giantess. And like he does a phenomenal job at like everything that surrounds the artwork aspect of um, just like just videography in general. But what his niche is is like giantess work. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to connect you two because like seriously, like he'll yeah, he'll hook it up. Yeah, he'll hook it up. Another another creator I'm gonna have next week is gonna be um, Elite Feet Street and dude is from the UK and man like he he has these videos where he does like it's almost like role play where he it's like you're almost watching like a, a soap opera or something on like a movie and he'll like walk up on like a, a chick who's in business attire and he's in like a suit and then he'll get down on his knees and like you know start like massaging her feet like it's like sensual art that's almost like a movie it's like the most okay. wild yeah wild stuff so i wanted to like the k is huge when it comes to like with foot models and feet, like all a lot of the girls that are within the foot community, they're from the UK. Like I've re- I've tried to reach out and be like, hey, are any girls in California? And I've actually I'm it, I'm trying to set up something now with two foot models who are in California, um, but most of them are like, sorry, no, I'm in the UK. Right, right, yeah. There's a, there's tons in the UK. Yeah, man. Like some collabs would be dope. Have you done any collabs yet? I haven't yet. Um and. I think maybe just because, like, as I said, it's only been in the, in the last like, two weeks that I've, my Instagram's gone from, like, 5,000 to 10,000 followers. And I'm definitely now noticing, like, I'll get a lot more girls reaching out for, like, sharing and ask for, like, share for shares and whatnot, like, that, whatnot. So I, there's probably going to be a better chance that girls would be willing to collab because 
if you have 2000 followers, like maybe a girl won't like, unfortunately won't want to collab with you because you're not established yet. But as right. I'm getting more established, hopefully I'll be able to do more collabs with girls, which is just great. Cause like I get asked like for videos of other people tickling my feet. And I literally, the one friend that like girlfriend that I know that she, like she knows that I do this. I was visiting her not long ago and I was like, can you please tickle my feet for the camera? And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. She's like, I'm cool that you do this. Like, that's totally fine. I was like, you don't even have to be in it. Like, just tickle my feet for the camera. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna get you drunk and get you to tickle my feet for the camera. And she's like, no. <laughs> Tell her I'm gonna get her a um a puff pod ski mask. She could put the ski mask on and like no one will ever know it's her. No one will ever know, exactly. <laughs> Your face isn't gonna be in it. She's like, no, not doing it. <laughs> like, is there any models that you know of right now that you would love to work with um uh, i honestly like everyone's account names are so different that i wouldn't even like, be able to tell you what some of their account names are but um one of, one of the models that i am hoping to do this collab with is the barefoot baby her name's taylor okay. Nice, nice. And she's in California, so we're going to try to meet up. Um, and she said that also one of her friends, um, Little Pixie, is like maybe they would do a trip because I'm about to move down like from where I'm living now into L.A. And they would do a trip to L.A. And the three of us would do like a collab. That would be dope. That would be fire. Shout out to Barefoot Baby Taylor. I know who you're talking about, actually. And um, I'm going to have her on a podcast very soon here. So. Okay, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for bringing it up. And- yeah, 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 totally. I definitely will. So I wanted to ask you here. I wanted to ask you, would you rather travel around the world trying food or would you rather travel the world having your feet worshipped? If you had to pick one. I'm gonna have to say trying food. I'm a big foodie. Oh yeah, I feel you on that. Like I'm envious oh, of everything. You can worship my feet as I eat food, but oh, there's an idea for content right there. Oh, there you go. I feel you on that though. Like I, I watch those shows, like you know, like dining drivers and dining or whatever that show is with guy fieri and uh, just all those shows in general where they travel around the world and they just try different things and i just sit there and watch it like oh my gosh that's like the best job ever yeah i mean i i definitely eat so <laughs> um i would i would choose that in a heartbeat it looks like you keep up on the fitness a lot too or would you uh, attribute that to like uh surfing and like keeping your balance all the time to the core and all that yeah, I, would, I mean, I would say, like, I, I have, like, arms, like, my arms are pretty toned. I would say that that's probably surfing, but also just genetics. And then, um, I, like, I, I eat a lot, but I try to keep eating healthy. I'm pescatarian, so I don't eat, like, meat, like beef or anything like that. Right, right. That's been working for me. Um, I really haven't eaten meat in, like, six years. Shout out to that, man. I mean, because that's not the easiest thing to do. But I mean, I well, I'm sure like after a while it becomes easy. But, you know, like yeah. being on a diet, I went vegan for a year. You know, eventually I had to like, I, I switched back and everything. I'm not no longer a vegan, but there's definitely certain things that I just can't do no more. Like ham, there's no way I can do ham anymore. Like it just grosses me out. Yeah, exactly. Like I, it's the same thing with ham. Like to me, like, well, Pigs have share almost like identical DNA to us. Like we can use their valves for right. Yeah, so it's like to eat that. Like it's kind of weird. And then cows are my favorite animal. Like I think cows are giant. They're giant. They're like grass puppies. They're super cute. So I just like I can't eat a cow. And then chickens to me are just gross. So I'm like not gonna eat a chicken. <laughs> like I don't really. I don't really give a fuck about chickens, but like they're just they're kind of dirty and gross. <laughs> they're just gross. They're like they just peck at the ground and have yeah. no kind of ethics at all. That's <laughs> that's funny right there. All right, so I gotta ask: Does Savannah James believe in second chances if somebody were to do you wrong? Yes, I definitely believe in second chances. However, I have been fucked over by giving people second chances. Mm. So uh, 
what did they say? Uh, fool me once, shame on. What did I say? Shame on you. Shame on, twice. Twice, shame on me. Yeah. Mm, that so makes that sense. The that people can change. I think, I mean, with patterns, like you grow up a certain way, given like your traumatic events, experiences, whatever, like that's your brainstem. But then through patterns, like you can change your frontal cortex and it, it can kind of override those brainstem responses. And I'm totally a believer in that. So like I'm a believer in change, but a lot of people won't put the work in a change. And if you're giving some a second chance who isn't putting in that work, then you're just going to get fucked over. Right. I hear you on that. So do you believe in like a, a, a three strike rule, like three strikes and you're out, or is it only one strike for you? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've dated some toxic men, so I've given them more than three strikes. <laughs> oh, goodness. What, what is your toxic trait, if you had to name one? I'm pretty perfect. Oh, shit. I love it. I love it. That was a good answer right there. Well, the last question I have before we end the podcast today, and I feel like it's the perfect question to ask with what you just said. What is Savannah's James? I said Savannah's. Savannah James' most ratchet moment of all time. Oh, my gosh. Um, We got it. Okay, well, I'm gonna make this one. Maybe I'll I'll do a little. I'll do a half PG one. Okay, I'll do a, like a PG thirteen. So when I was in Mexico, and I don't know if I would like ratchet if you're asking sexual or not, but like this is just pretty like. It doesn't have to this, be sexual. This cat, yeah, this category categorizes me as a partier. So like I do party hard, but I don't like to get too too drunk. But I was in Mexico not long ago, and I know one of my friends who's watching this podcast. Um, was in Mexico with me and I the night before like the night before was just like like a crazy night like we stayed up late we were doing drugs we were drinking like we were we were in Salida and I you know in Mexico you can get like get over-the-counter drugs for almost anything and I hadn't been sleeping well because like if you're staying in a city in Mexico, like in Salida, like you just get woken up all night by like dogs and chickens and roosters and shit like that and people screaming. So right. I bought Clonopin from the drugstore, which is like basically Xanax, but oh. people use it to sleep. And mm-hmm. we had this crazy night and I like got home and you're not supposed to take it when you're drinking. It's just like dumb of me. <laughs> so I got home. I took, like from this like crazy night, I took like two Klonopin and like way too, like, I don't even know why I did this. And then I woke up in the morning and I just like couldn't walk. So I like was, I like got out of bed and I just like went bam and like just fell over and hit my face on the window. And that's why in early photos, I have this cut on my face. Oh my goodness. And I still have a scar on my nose from it. So that's my most, one of my most ratchet moments, but just kind of, that's like a microcosm of me all the time <laughs> and you'll never forget that moment no because I, I i can't get rid of the scar it's it's like so messed up <laughs> well it's a good story yeah so shout out to that right there well savannah thank you so much for sharing all your experiences that you have had in mexico on this podcast well probably not all of them i'm, I'm sure there's probably more that <laughs> Well, those are the ratchet ones I'm not going to mention. <laughs> oh, shit. I love it. I love it. Well, is there anything that you would like to tell your fans before we get off this podcast today? Um, Spread the good word. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on OnlyFans. Subscribe to my OnlyFans and Twitter. And I'm having a 2022 fuck it year positivity. I think you guys all should as well. 100% and I believe that as well if you're here watching live right now remember smash that like button drop some comments I'm gonna do some shout outs as we sign ourselves out of the podcast Savannah thank you once again for being on a podcast it is surely an honor to have you on and I believe that you are gonna continue to grow and 2022 is gonna be so prosperous for you and going into 2023 as well, it's going to be just fucking nuts, man. 2023 is going to be crazy as fuck. Because we know 2022, 
You guys think you've seen something in 2022? All right. And uh, don't go anywhere, Savannah. I'm going to talk to you after the live broadcast. As far as everybody else goes, we'll merge our way on out of here. Thank you once again. And we are out. Go ahead and do some shout outs in the comments. Shout out to Tyler. He says, Can you ask Savannah how far can she spread her toes? <laughs> Shout out to Nelson. I know Nelson, he, he has the, the comments section always fired up. Shout out to Chris. Chris recommended her to be on a podcast, so shout out to you, man. Shout out to Dr. Jazz, man. William Lewis, shout out to you. See, see a lot of people are going are real. Some of you are real active in the comments. I like that. Shout out to Joss Kimberly. Can you hold feet inside? What? All right, uh, man. Shout out to everybody in the live right now. Drop some fire emojis. Tony S, shout out to Tony. Amalfi 5000. Shout out to everybody. And I will be back on tomorrow at the same time, everybody. So if you want to catch the next podcast, it's tomorrow at 11. No, 1 o'clock at 1 p.m. PST. Peace out, everybody.